Hey, Pooja. Boom. Hi, Kate. Happy Friday. Helen for YouFit Studio. Woo! Valley, we're in. I didn't, even, I didn't even have a physical copy of this book, by the way. Hey, Mel. Oh, we're in, we're in, we're in. Just need to scratch my imaginary beard. Ah, oh, gosh. My wisdom teeth is still playing up, so there'll be no yawning or anything for me. It's too painful. Hey, Nazreen. Dun, dun, dun. Team players are in. Out of interest, who has, before we get going, who has read the book? Hey, Belly. Who's read this book in preparation? I think I've got one of the water in here. This is sad times. Oh, it's the smallest bit. Well, that was a pointless exercise. <gasps> Heather's here. Heather, have you read this book? Have you? Well, she... Ooh. <sighs> Hello. Hey, Ricky. Thank cheese, it's Friday. It was... Eating the cheese, but who moved? Who moved my cheese? Hey, Hammer. Kate's watched it. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before, this is the third time I've read it. Uh, so we'll see. I'm going to go through, for those who haven't watched it, I'm going to go through the. Um... Hey, Layla. Oh, it's Layla. Oh, I love this. Layla. She's on Facebook. Layla. I've not sung with Layla for ages. Hi. Gone through through it again today, so we remember the we remember the story, and then we know how it's going to go. I think. I will say this as I'm telling the story, we'll tell the narrative. We have to think about who they are in this shenanigans. Who they, who, which character they think they are? Because everybody's one character at some point in this. I think I've been all of them, probably all at the same time, <laughs> like some kind of mentalist. Uh, so for, for those of you who've not <laughs> heard me talk about this quite a lot, um, so, and somebody tell me the name of the writer, please, because I've probably got the book in front of them because to the seventh millionth time, I can't remember. Um, so Who Moved My Cheese is a brilliant book in terms of what's happening right now, especially if you're in, in the Leicestershire area. Um, uh, I wish you could listen to them, Nazarene. That's why you can listen to them. Uh, yeah, Kate, Kate really knows. I've been all of them. I've been, I've been all of them through the last couple of months, Kate, because I think I have <laughs> in quick succession. Oh, dear. Um, so this is a book that actually talks about change. So it's specifically about change and how, as people, uh, we all have different ways of coping with change and we tend to go through uh, different thoughts and feelings about change. And the characters within the story represent... Um, those different types of responses or different responses that we have. Dr. Spencer Johnson. Thank you, Heather. Heather, Coach Heather saves my bacon and my cheese. Cheese and bacon. Thank you, uh, Dr. Spencer Johnson. Um, I, interestingly, as I said, I've re I read this first when I was 20... Oh, got to be in like mid-20s, I think. Um, and totally didn't get much from it because I was like, why are we talking about cheese and mice? I don't understand why this book is talking about mice and cheese. It makes no sense to me. But principally, there's four characters, two mice and two little men. And all four characters, I mean, it's not really explained why they live in a maze. They do. 
they live in a maze and they are always looking for cheese. Now the cheese represents, um, I don't know, you could say it's health actually, health, wealth, uh, nice car, nice house, uh, great job, um, something of value, whatever it is. Um, the cheese represents all good things in life and these four characters are um, forever running around the maze looking for their cheese because they want the cheese bad. All four of them want cheese bad. All about the cheese. Um, the two mice, Sniff and Scurry, uh, love those names. <laughs> uh, they're pretty much like quite logical. Uh, Sniff is always ahead, always seeking change ahead. Um, always looking, looking, constant, constant. And Scurry is running after Sniff going, yeah, I'm with you. Seek and destroy. But Sniff goes out first. Scurry goes, yeah, we're you, dude. We're going. Um, and mice navigate to find their cheese. They love their cheese. They use trial and error, right? So they go down one end go, nope, no cheese. But I remember this cheese. It's not here. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to go this way. And then through constant going at it over amount of time, um, they essentially use their memory, but they work really hard, right? So they graft. They, these mice are grafters. They're little, do you call mice paws? Yeah, mice paws, mouse paws? Mouse paws are red raw from running through this maze, constantly running and looking all the time. Hey, Molly, always looking for the cheese. I mean, Kate's already, is, is it Stilton? I bet, I bet, Kate, you were imagining Stilton in this book when you're reading this. Um, essentially, Jazz Lad. That was, that was essentially Jazz Lad. <laughs> So essentially, the mice, right, the mice are just mapping it out in their head. They just don't stop. They just don't stop grafting. Um, whereas the little men, him and Haw, H-A-W, before we get into it, um, they probably have I have not. Jesus, guys. Were they Nike? That's true enough. They did have trainers. The mice have trainers, by the way. The mice and the little men have little trainers. I stand corrected. They do have little trainers. It's true. I forgot that. They have trainers. Uh, so they go out, put the trainers on, and they all go out running. The difference between the mice, though, because the mice are grafters, right, because the mice are always uh, going at it, is the little men use their beliefs and their emotions to navigate the maze. Imagine that. Quite a lot of hard work. Uh, and what happens is, even though they're all on the same task, the little men make it so hard. They make it really complicated. Um, and every time they go down uh, 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 <laughs> one particular route and don't find what they're looking for, it clouds their beliefs, right? So they get a bit like debating the hell out of it. Like, rather than just moving on, uh, they debate the difference of where the cheese is not there and why it isn't there. And just essentially, rather than move on, they kind of debate it to death. Um, eventually, over a series of time, um, all four characters find cheese. These little cheese stations, I want to say C. It's quite a lot of stations. You all find the cheese. It is a huge amount of fromage. Massive. The Grand Fromage used to be a student night at Montford. However, this is exactly what these guys all found. Right? They all found a mass amount of cheese. Uh, everyone is happy. Everyone's like, this is an endless supply of the cheese. Now, the difference between these characters starts to come out. So every morning, even though she's in the, they're all the cheeses there, the cheeses there, the mice put on their trainers. Still early, they get up early. Mice like this don't care, still get up early. 
Snape and Scurry are like, get it in, get it in, get it, get, in, get them little tiny little trainers on, tiny little whiskers, tie them up, go out every morning, inspect the cheese, inspect it hard, because they love their cheese so much. They love it, they love it, they're on it, they're on it. Cheese, my cheese, great cheese. Mice are there. First, at first, little men, him and Hall, they do the same. They're like, you know, I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, good. Still going early. And then <laughs> be like week three of lockdown, just just as just as a step forward of where I'm gonna go with this. Start to sleep in a little bit. Uh weren't really going out of bed for much. Uh <laughs> not really um what's the word excited about the cheese. They started the cheese started to see assume the cheese is always gonna be there, right? So he's just started to assume it's gonna be there. They got lazy, right? They saw the cheese as their property, right? Oh, this is mine. This is our cheese. Like, why are we Russian? Belongs to us. Like, it's always gonna be there. Always gonna be there. Heather, you're right, yeah. Is that the mice? I can't remember if that's the mice. The mice keep the trains on around the neck, aren't they? Just in case. Uh, I think the, the, the little guys, don't they? Just don't even bother, do they? Just kind of throw them up in the corner. The, the little guys like this. Screw the trainers. I don't need the trainers. They're always gonna be here. I think it's gonna last forever. And then over time, they're like, do you know what the story is? They kind of, they even move, hi Claire, they even move their house to be next to cheese. I mean, firstly, that would stink, by the way, if you're going to move to live next to a lot of cheese, it would smell. But the, the point of this story, though, is uh, they got basically the confidence of the little guys turned into arrogance. They just essentially thought, right, this is ours. This is always going to be ours. We will always win. This is our cheese. The mice do, yes. The, the mice do. What do the mice do? The mice keep them on. Yeah, the mice keep the, the trainers around the neck. So it constantly at any point, might sniff might go, we're going, right? So that's exactly what happened. So even because the mice are coming every day, they look closely every single day, they see it. One day they go out early because the little guys are still like sleeping off the Netflix for the night before still, because they're not late. Um again, week three. Uh <laughs> Week three in lockdown, everyone's laying in after Netflix and didn't find the cheese gone because that's what happened. So the little guys sleeping in, not even asked anymore. Cheese is there, dude. Yeah, go night, right. Mice go out and go, the cheese is gone. Now, I'm sure someone's going to correct me because I can't remember the exact details. I'm sure they just went, oh, let's just put the trainers on and go because they kind of do. They're not surprised. Why aren't they surprised? Because they saw it coming because they've been going out every morning and look at it at dead close inspection. I mean, the guy, the, the little guys have moved the house next to it. So, oh, they didn't notice. It's still beyond me. However, they did not. And so the mice are like this. Right, let's go. Let's just do it. A uh, little bit in, like, oh, God, we're going to go again. Oh, God, okay. I mean, it was quite hard work the first time. Let's just get it done. And they're gone. <laughs> and eventually, him and Hall arrive. And the favourite part of this is uh, I think it's him, isn't it, that shouts, it's not fair. I love it when, it, if you listen to it, who moved my cheese? My cheese. Who moved my cheese? Hence the name of the book. Because the cheese is gone. It's like, my cheese. Because it's I own it, it's my property. Someone's taking my cheese. God damn it. Uh, and essentially, they, they both get frozen. They both stop. Have no idea what's happening. Start... Basically, I think it's a whore, isn't it? It's, it's frozen in shock. They say it's frozen in shock. Doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, and essentially, neither become productive in any way other than just keep looking at the fact that the cheese isn't there. Um, and it, the, the, the point is, at this point, we understand the little guys have pinned so much of their happiness 
onto said article of cheese, right? So little guys are like, my entire happiness is based on this cheese and now my cheese is gone. Someone has taken my cheese. Who moved my cheese? I have no happiness. Gone. Gone. And the mice are gone, by the way. Mice are totally gone. Mice are gone. Um, you see them go through a process then, right? Of two different sets of processes where him starts to question a little bit more. Like he understands there's a life has a lot of scary unknowns and he doesn't quite understand what's happening. He notices the mice are gone. He's like, the mice are gone. How is it the mice have gone? They've gone. Did they know? Did they know? Did they have somewhere ahead? He imagines them finding the cheese, right? That's quite sad, this part of the book, I feel. I'm like, I feel the violins are playing. And they're gone, right? Claire's like, I came to this live and why are we talking about cheese? Who moved your cheese, Claire? It's the book. I'm t I, you're going through the whole story. Uh, so, it's about, uh, Claire is about change and how people deal with change. Stick with me. You might get better or you might still remain confused. Uh, so, uh, one of the best bits, I think, is when uh, him decides it's hidden, right? When him think it's hidden. I was like, I was like, I think someone hid it behind this wall because I'm so sure the cheese is just going to return, right? Because I was like this, I loved my cheese. I was like, my cheese is my cheese. I want it the same. I want it back exactly the same as before. And no other cheese will do. It must come back as it was. It will not accept that something has happened and something, I'm, I'm doing this like it's him. Something has changed and I'm not accepting it. And him's like, dude, maybe we should do something. And I was like, no, we will stay here. We'll stay here until someone brings it back. Because someone took it, someone will bring it back. So we will stay here and do nothing. And it starts to get a bit desperate, doesn't it? If you read the book, they're like, wasting away a little bit. Because they're not doing anything. So fear's keeping them where it was. And at some point, I think it's... Um, I think it is... I think it is... I'm going to get confused between the two characters. It's... Uh, it's is it horror? Is it him? It's horror, isn't it? It starts laughing at himself, saying, this isn't right. We need to do something. We need to move. I need to, I need to go. Uh, in fact, I'm telling like, I guess I get confused between two characters. Maybe somebody can correct me, but I think it's him, isn't it? Actually, sorry. He starts to laugh at himself. So this is just ridiculous. Everybody's ever been there when you just literally not know what to do for so long and get so stressed out at some point go, okay, I just got to do something else. It's insane. And actually what he realises is that making the decision alone to decide to do something to change his state of mind makes him feel better, even though he's done nothing yet. Right, he's not gone out and found the cheese. He's not done anything. But the fact of him thinking about doing it or making a decision makes him feel better. He starts to visualize. Right, I talked about it yesterday. Visualizes him finding cheese and how that's going to feel like to actually find it. Oh, it's hem and haw. Oh, hold on, hem stays. That's it. Hem. I've always said it's him. Man, in his accent when he's reading it. Uh, okay, yeah, it's haw laughs. Yes, it's what Apologies, got the two characters confused. Very sorry. So Hall laughs himself and then leaves, right? But he puts on his trains tentatively, thinks about all the scary things that might happen at every corner. Imagine this is the worst, let's be honest, because we all do that, and realises that the fear is keeping him where he was. Sound familiar? We've all been there. But he felt the fear, didn't he? And he did it. Um, the reality he found was less scary than actually doing nothing at all, although that him stays behind going i'm not going anywhere even though he's wasting away at this point probably the huge beard and massive hair Does it also sound familiar um and to get out of the, the comfort zone he had to go so he was even while moving around going god i just wish i'd moved sooner i wish i'd done something sooner oh ain't that hindsight <laughs> a beautiful thing 
<laughs> and by the way, the mice have found the cheese during this, all this. Mice are like this. We found something. It's different. It's all right. I'll take this. Mice are kind of like out of the point at this stage. Like, mice are happy. We don't even know. They're like, they're gone and done. Um, and I find it quite, I mean, it's brilliant that the fact the whole finds cheese, by the way. So it all, it all goes with the whole thing of like, going down the corner, finding my wall. Oh my God. He's writing messages on the wall. Like, I've finally come to the realization of my life. Going through the whole kind of Zen moments is this little guy. Um, it all boils down to the fact he should have done something sooner and he's done something, yeah? And then he finds his cheese. Yeah. It's different. It's not the same. It's different. And it was to go back to his, his other little guy and go, come on, Ham, have my cheese. Uh, we don't really know what happens with him, by the way, does he? He just kind of stays there and remember his book. <laughs> the idea is, though, the principles of it, and you, you, you have people talking out at the end as well, is that um, it's the ability of people to change with change or not. So essentially, when I was asking people, when I was going, when I was listening to this uh, a couple of weeks ago, it had amazing similarities with the whole lockdown situation and repeated lockdown situation of the Leicestershire area in that um, basically everyone's cheese got took, didn't it, at the same time. So whatever it was, whether you, you associated your value in life to uh, family, right, being able to see family or live with your family, whether you put your value on your income, right, if you went on furlough and had your income reduced, if you put your value in being able to move around or freedom of choice to go out and socialize if you put your value on your identity as in this is what i do and this has been taken because my job has been taken uh, whatever it was everyone's cheese got nicked at the same time and the, the maze by the way is, is, is pretty much life isn't it the maze in all of us is our lives and the cheese just got darn right took so we will <laughs> that was for claire by the way if she's still on here i hope you are claire I went, I went a bit of Southwest just for you there. <laughs> just for you. Um, so every, everyone's cheese got taken at the same time. Isn't that correct English? It was so. We worked hard. A lot of us worked hard and long for something um, to see one <laughs> announcement from, from Boris to change everything for us. Everyone's cheese got taken at the same time, regardless of how hard you worked or what value you put it on, it all got taken at the same time. So hence why these four characters are really interesting and why I, I said to people, if you're um, going to, to listen or read this book beforehand, it's really great to associate which character you think you are right now or have been. Because of the four, you've got um, Radio Lover. Yes. Uh, okay, saying so Romosa is, is I say it's keep running, then you, you can get to eat cheese. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so you've got your four characters. So Sniff is always ahead, right? So Sniff is always seeking and seeing the change. And there's one going out there and seeing it ahead of time. And Scurry, like I said, there's always one going, Dead I'm with you. We're going. We're on it, we're on it, we're on it. There's no there's no two two ways about it. On it like a car bonnet, let's get it done. And then you've got Hem and Hor. Let's see, um Hor who wants to, even as a bit, isn't it, a book where Hall just goes out and goes, I'm not even going to look at what's going on right now because I can't deal. I'm just going to stare into space. Um, and then you've got him who just does literally makes no change throughout it. Um, so let's then use those four characters and energy of what's happened through lockdown or currently, for example. Um, so Sniff will be um, the character or the, or the person uh, through this who, who, we, who I've come across as a coach. Um, who use the word opportunity 
really early on. So if you think of those four characters and how they deal with change, the first one, uh, Sniff was the, the client who said to me, I'm looking for opportunities. This is an opportunity, Helen, for me to explore something that I've put off. And actually I'm going to, and this was early on as well, by the way, this would be like week two or three, I'm going to explore this. I'm going to seek and find a new way of living my life or a new way of dealing with this situation. And I'm not going to hang about. Now, Scurry equally was probably a friend of Sif or uh, potentially a family member, close family member who through being around Sniff for long enough was like, yeah, I'm going with you. <laughs> we're going together. Uh, equally, the clients who were um, doing met class a lot or automatically like, right, I'm on this, uh, Helen, Sam, uh, Heather, Sarah, this is what I'm doing. Um, and in fact, yeah, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And often you catch up with them uh, a week later and they're already ahead, right? They said, right, I was doing this, Helen, and I decided to do that. Um, I think it was better for me. I felt better uh, going out for walks, etc. I'm like, hey, Sniff, good. Oh yeah, right. And then you go, yeah, and someone else come with me. Oh, so you took a scurry with you. Great. Okay, so two two personality types that cropped up during lockdown is the mice, right? And they are essentially probably, even though there was uh, announcements that upset during the way, they're always going. They're just going, going, going. Um, appear to be relentless, but it's just literally because they're always seeking like the, the mice are in going down the dead end so like from memory i know this doesn't work for me from memory there are those where this works for me we're going to go in this direction and that's it right and then you've got the hem and whores okay so the the whores are people who um have been challenged along the way right and they're ready though they will take some encouragement they take some support right they're the people who have um Asked the questions, felt the emotion around it. Same thing where it says, because these the characters basically negotiate through the two two little characters, right? The little people negotiate with their beliefs and their emotions. So when there were big announcements, pe people's emotions were led in their decisions when it comes to, okay, where the hell is my cheese? Um, this is what happened. This is when both of these characters came out. Now, the and this is what i said like when i'm saying this it, it doesn't mean that all all people have been one character all the way through what i'm saying is i'm using these examples and, and i'll get into that in a minute know that, that that isn't necessarily true all the way through um that at some stage <laughs> we've all gone what the heck almost gone into like the fetal position of crash um and at some point even for a minute five minutes or five days uh stayed as whore and gone what the hell are to do now and this is terrible and and people called it the dip or the flow uh, is what some people described as to me when they're talking about it. And I certainly felt it myself. I'm not inhuman. Um, it's like the down days, the blips. Uh, they're all that whole character where you, people take the moment to go, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Oh, God, okay, final solution. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is scary. Oh, God, I've got to go to Asda. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, final solution. Oh, I'll get through. Um, I hope people didn't write with cheese on a wall or write pictures of cheese on a wall at Tesco's. However, principally the same kind of process-ish. Um, and then you have got the hems. Uh, hems are probably and have been and will be, these. they are the exception, I will say this. So let, let me just say this now. The first three characters, <laughs> go we go back to maths, Helen. The first three characters, some things have not changed through lockdown, still unable to count to four. The first three characters um, 
you've probably at some point dipped between one and the other. So at some point you've one been the other, um, dipped back and forth um, before settling for a period of time. The fourth one, the hem, has uh, to some sense is still the same character from the beginning as to today. Um, isn't a criticism it's just human nature this is the this is a human nature this is why the four character types of dealing with change um so the fourth character is probably going to be the person asks me the most and then the rest of the team the most uh within five seconds of the call when is the gym opening i'm like um not in the next half an hour However, it's a, it is without guarantee uh, a question I know will be asked within the, the call or uh, within conversation um, because it's a high priority to them that something returns to them exactly as they remember it. Similarly, Kim saying, I want my cheese back exactly as it was. Exactly. And nothing else will do. It is not the same. It does not taste the same, smell the same. And as much as... Uh, the online classes, the um, outdoor workouts are not the same for some people because what they want is what they had before. And until they have that, they may not move from their position, right? That's an example of, of that. However, there'll also be ones of um, similar with work. So until I'm back in the workplace, my life cannot go back the same. So until my, my cheese or my workplace is exactly back with me, as I remember it, I'm going to work every day and my kids are back at school every day there's some variations of this right then they will stay in the same position so that character that fourth character does not move and has not moved and will want everything exactly as it was before just as the character in the book uh even to the point i hope everybody's been digging out dumbbells like he was digging out cheese however it principally it's the same thing they are still waiting for something to be returned in the same way so here's the thing when i ask people to to read this ahead and have a look at it and I know that some of you, if you have, I know some, I know a couple of you already told me which characters you are. Um, and it's interesting to see for those who have uh, read or listened to it. I know, for example, Bally's already told me what character she is. If we've gone through this now or previously, when I've gone through this now, to identify what character you currently are or you perceive yourself to be in the moment, because that will also dictate or help you be more aware of where else you could go. Now, it's not always possible to be that character, that first character, who's always ahead of change, right? Because they're so into depth of detail. That's personality type as well. So if someone's really ahead of change and moves with change constantly, they're really ahead. Like I've said, and he's just popped off again, but I said this, that I said, Sam is, Sam is Smith. He is. He's always ahead. He's always looking. He's always like this, constantly, constantly, constantly. His personality type, to a T, even to the trainers, I'm sure, is Smith and I will go with him until the end of time so I am literally like to go again ha 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 coming <laughs> right so I know that but I also know at times I've also been oh, going uh, when will the gyms open <laughs> or him going I just want the gym back as it was and then going no it can't be <laughs> So now I'm going to go back to hall. I'm going to go, come on, get yourself some gear. Let's keep moving. Let's keep looking for something else. I'm going to go to Scurry now and I'm going to go, all right, or I'm going to start looking. We'll start looking, right? So this is the thing. You can choose to be from one character to another if you're conscious of what you're, you're doing and behaving now. Um, 
So Heather, you're still here. Heather, what were you? Heather, <laughs> Frank Willover, I've gone, just declare your influence. I've not done this for 112 podcast type live situations, Claire. You come on one and I turn into, into the West Country again. I don't even know how that happens. It's just your sheer presence on the internet, Kate. Um, so, <laughs> and interesting, actually, if anybody else says this as well, what do you think the moral of the story is? Because Kate, Kate, I still pre-share Kate's. Uh, the moral of the story, as Kate sees it, is to keep running and then you get to eat cheese. Very true. Think about it though, if you think about it another way, and it's true, with the cheese, what the cheese represents, okay, right, so the cheese represents uh, whatever you had before, uh, so, um, I don't know, let's use the gym, because I am using this analogy with people when they're talking about, they ask me about the gym, when they're in that hem situation, where they're like, I just want it back, exactly what it was before, Helen, I want to be able to come in to the gym, I'm going to plie through, I'm going to wipe my hands over about space on the way in, Yes, hello. I'm going to high five Sam, high five Helen, walk in. It's not going to be the same. Like, it's not, not a bad thing, actually, as you find. It's not. The moral of the story is change is not bad, it's different. So, will the gym come back as it was before? No. Will it come back better? Yes. Hands down. Will it come back better? I'm making that statement. See my language. Ooh, check the language one as well. The gym will come back better. Right, it's going to taste different. It's going to smell different. It's the same principle when we talk about cheese is the gym. So the gym will come back different. It's not as someone will remember. It will be better. The same principle with uh, work or money or anything else. Everything in life changes. That is a principle of life, and this is what characters like Ham, if you've been in a Ham situation, struggle to comprehend that everything in life changes. How you change with change is a, is a definition of how you deal with it. If you choose to ignore it, like ignoring it, it's not happening, or become oblivious to it, so I'm just not going to keep checking that this is a situation, I'm not going to be aware, I'm not going to be mindful, I'm just going to assume everything's going to stay the same, I'm not noticing the cheese is depleting, right? That is, that's not part of life. Part, part of life is understanding that everything always changes and it's okay it's how you emotionally deal with it in your belief system that allows you to move faster with it. It's like the character goes, looking back, when I was going, I really should have thought about this sooner. This is actually not as bad as I thought. I just didn't do anything for ages. Like how often we've been in situations like changing a job or a career, right? You go, oh, God, can't do that. Money. The money element. The travel. What if I'm no good at it? And then you do it and you're good and you're great and then you go around and you go, oh, God, that was all right, wasn't it? Don't worry about that, all right? This is the same principle. So when you talk about the story, this principle applies to all levels of change, whatever you come across in life. <laughs> Sounds like, hug Helen. I know. Hug Helen on the way in. Yes. I mean, I've already said I will be in inside one of those massive Zorb balls, Claire. So yes, you can absolutely hug me. It's just going to be very different. Be inside the ball. Two metres or one metre at all times. I'm just going to come over like a hamster. Claire, okay. All right, my lover, hug me. <laughs> Well, this is the point where someone else joins, Claire, and they go, what the heck? <laughs> yes, I'm a massive hamster inside a ball. Hug me. It, life, my cheese is different. Have that as a statement on a live or a podcast. We go, where did I join this? I missed out some massive parts of this. Um, so it'd be great, because nobody's commented yet. Uh, 
Heather, you tell me which character you are, Heather. Out of interest. Zoom. Bring Heather in. I would bring her on screen, but uh, I don't know if... Uh, be good if I could. I'm good if Heather's uh, technology that allows her to come into the century. Unfortunately. Bally, it would be good for you to, to, to explain why you think you're a particular character and what that character is. And likewise, we'll say, Kate, um, which character you think you are because you've uh, read them. Because you said I've been all of them. I wonder if you've been all of them over the last few months or which one you think you are now. Uh, I'm still scrolling. There's some of the people on her. Look, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling with control. Uh, no, don't want to do that. Yes, no, yes. Oh, doesn't let me do what I want to do. That's annoying. Oh, I know why. Aha. Uh -huh. mm, I can't do that. I'm trying to be clever with technology. Again, not good. Um, who else is on here? Avni, Avni Sharma, you must have read this book to know which character you are. Uh, so Kate's saying, so basically you're different characters in parts of your life. Um, ooh, that's an interesting one. Yes, I would agree with you, Kate. I think as humans we are. If you consider it that actually in the workplace you could be a particular character however in a relationship you might be something else so the the, the cheese at work might be i don't know a promotion a job itself um and you oh, sorry excuse me you may be quite ready to change you may be someone who uh deals with that even change management project manager eccentric work responsible for change for delivering change um and yet in your personal life, the, the, the cheese might be the relationship itself or the love. And actually you're ignoring the signs that things are changing. So you're him or whore or you're, you say, for example, if you think about the whore character, like knows there's something wrong in the relationship, knows that the, the, the cheese or the value is depleting in the relationship and not doing anything about it or is oblivious to depletion of love, which is, the, ooh, see how deep this is. So if the cheese represents love in a relationship and you're not checking in, that something is changing before you know it is gone right and then the hem characters like this new come sit going no just gonna stay here do nothing no 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 and then actually you might be the the whole character that actually decides to do something about it and and look for the love again and do the work again and find it and have different and yeah so yes i think that's true hey daksha so by saying in the past in the past i've been all of them presently i'm definitely stiff agreed had to adapt and change before, now I'm prepared for change and adapt very quickly. I would agree, Bally, yes you are. You are definitely that character and you definitely adapt and change. Um, and it's interesting, it'll be interesting to understand if that was a conscious choice or you just naturally fell into it because uh, sometimes I think it has to be conscious. Um, so Avni's saying, currently Hem, book is on the way today. Uh, and that's interesting, Avni, because um, I, I don't know if the character of Hem is massively understood in this book or not. Or, or if in reality Hem is a very extreme, I think it is, it's like a, a, a polarised version of of, uh, of Sniff, deliberately so, to uh, exaggerate the behaviour. 
but it's the frustration and the anger I think as well that comes out from a character like Ken the person that does not change and that's what comes across is the frustration and anger that's turned in at the situation and not at himself so you can't see how he could change the situation it's the environment's fault and I see that a lot at the moment a lot over the last week or so it's, the, it's somebody else's fault I don't know what I'm trying to say here it's somebody else's fault it's someone's taken my cheese someone's taken my freedom <laughs> Mel Gibson don't know where that came from um and since that's what it is a lot of that the, the frustration and anger in the, the hem character going I want life to go back to what it was and somebody has done this somebody shake fist that person shake fist the frustration and anger um and yet also not also the responsibility of where that also sits um with him like how does he how has he actually been dealing with things what could he control and change um and the hem character is a very extreme version of someone not willing to look at themselves and their own behaviors or their own emotions right so their emotions and belief systems it's always something else's fault it's always the environment's fault it's always something else and not their own response to change that's the issue um and Avni, I don't know if that's necessarily you. I would, I would disagree that's you, personally speaking, without going into detail, because I think you do a lot of work, actually, I would say. Um, and I, I don't think that Ahem is a character that looks at himself to do the work. He looks at somebody else to take the responsibility. Um, and that's not, not, not you, I'd say. Uh, so Ahem, uh, Heather. When I first read this, I connected with Hall as he struggled with his fears and got frozen. Then also he discovered it was important to change and move and keep going forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good sentence, gotta come back to that. And I can identify with Hall's realisation and, and adaption. I read it today. I read it today, can't do English. Uh, also can't count the three. I can still identify with him. But, oh, I've struggled to read that out, Heather. I should do that again. You know, every someone want about words and language, you know why? I can still identify with him, but only as he leaves his comfort zone and goes on his journey, the mice seem more real now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure, actually. Um, Kate's saying, indifferent to characters, to different people. Yes. Um, and there's always uh, there's someone talking about the polar opposites. The uh, polarization of two characters is really important when you think about it. Um, uh, so Kate's saying, um, yeah, Heather, you need to pick up on that. Uh, so Kate's saying about different characters for different people. Yes. Let's be honest. Most people usually fall into category when it comes to change. When I'm just using, you can't get any clearer example of how this text works to life right now than the last couple of months. Really, let's get real. Like there is literally no massive amount of change that's happened on such a huge global scale as right now. So this this parable, as it's called, right, or story, whatever you want to call it, is so applicable to right now. It's ridiculous. Right? Clearly, it's just near on ridiculous how applicable it is. However, we all know. And I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm using this because it's such a level playing field because I'm saying everyone's life changed. So everyone's reaction to change fell into these categories, regardless, bottom line. However, some people are always predispositioned. Okay, that one. I need to, to swallow a moment. 
predisposition. See, I just struggled to say that a second time. Basically, they lack the same weight every time. Let's just say that without fancy words with too many syllables at this time of the day to manage. They will always react in a certain way. And if you work with somebody or have someone in your personal life or unfortunately live with someone who is always in, in the hem situation, you will know that their response is always fundamentally the same to any mass amount of change, whether it's the weather, uh, the car not starting uh, or I don't know, anything, right? Frustration and anger. It is the car's fault. My God, you! how dare you car not work? Why do you not work? Damn you, weather. <laughs> It's not very frustrated. You get you get the idea though. Some people will always react to change in a certain set way until they become more aware of it. And the idea is is that you start to identify how you really want to to deal with change once you understand who you are. Um, so yeah, okay, I agree with you. Even though some some people will go through different characters in different situations or be different characters in situations, some people are more predisposed likely to be the same character if they're off at the ends. Uh, so as you're saying thank you for the story i get the moral it makes sense in my head yes so um, thank god i thought it was a typo so since typo i meant whole the one that sees fears are moving forward yes i agree i think you are that character and yes you're right heather i was always going to pick up on your language there i mean it's impossible to do a recap by the way oh also um just out of interest it's yes you can identify yourselves in these characters i think it's always interesting to pick up on those around you as well to see where their their um, response to change is or how they're dealing with it because um, it's also quite fascinating and I'm not saying you go up to someone and go you are whore because that could go wrong oh sorry H-A-W <laughs> could go wrong could go really wrong especially in a public place um, shut up to that Taking a mental note of how somebody deals with change helps you understand what the thought process might be when you've read or listened to the text because you understand or it gives you understanding of the internal thought process. Because I would say this, if you are somebody who is a sniff, like Valley and like Sam, they will be, they will, well, less like Sam to be fair, but potentially if you're at one end of the scale, it seems so much harder sometimes to understand someone at the opposite end. Like, why the heck are they back there not moving yet? Why? doing the met class makes no sense to me i mean i'm right here enjoying the met class like it's the best cheese i've ever experienced and they're better going oh no i'm not getting involved and hems there going i don't i don't want to do it i'm fine here i don't want to do anything i'm just staying here i'm cool right i'm all right i'm i'm here going what's going on on my own and i'm good i'm not doing the met class i don't want to do the met class why are they doing the met class because i'm just happy doing nothing right and that that is where it gets interesting and that's where it's always good to be aware of that that because they those all the, you know when you get the opposite ends of the scale they very rarely understand each other's response to change because they're so used to falling straight into that behavior so straight into gets get stuff done I don't know what the words we use but get stuff done keep moving go seek opportunity move go and the other characters like no no they're not going to understand each other. However, this is a great way of un of helping you understand why people have these responses. It, these are all natural responses, by the way. These are all normal <laughs> responses to change. They're just examples of how to explain it to people. I mean, I'm not going to recap that. I mean, it could be the next half an hour recapping this again. Basically, there was some cheese. It got taken. That was lockdown. 
going through the story of how the cheese and why people respond to change so slowly and don't have trainers around their neck. I mean, really, this is a confusing live at this point. However, essentially the basis was, and I'll stick with the same principle, it's all about how you change with change. So how do you change with change is depicted by these four characters. And uh, as I said, it's all natural and normal. And it's always great to understand which one you are and which one you want to be potentially as well. Uh, because you can change and flex between all those characters at any given time. And like Kate pointed out, you can be different characters in different environments and different situations. It's not set in stone. That's the thing. Paul could have been the same character as Ham. They could have both stayed there together. However, he chose not to because and I think this is a poignant moment. I said it earlier. Maybe because I identify with it because this is what I do. I have done historically. Like if I'm having a moment where I'm really about to lose my marbles, I'll literally just pause, take a breath and just go, <laughs> ridiculous. Why? Why do I do it to myself? Why am I sitting here like this? And I was like, this is just, I do laugh at myself a lot sometimes when I get there. Uh, and yeah, Kate's going to have someone sauce. Have you found your cheese? Well, this is principle as well about the whole of lockdown situation. If you use the same, if you we're using the same analogy uh, as the book, right? Three of the four characters found their cheese and they were happy, far happier than when they decided to stay where they were. And I'm not saying everybody has to do the Met class to be happy. What I'm saying is that there's a variation of something out there of movement and progress. Thank you for that drop on a bomb there, uh, Heather, because I've got a live on that next week. She says at some point um, about progress and happiness because and there's a key point in there when uh, the character says that he recognises Susie made the decision to do something he felt better. So making a decision to do something makes everyone feel better, even if it's different to what it was before and it's not the same as everybody else. It's a way of you moving forward to find what your value is rather than doing nothing, and that still makes or creates that sense of joy or fulfillment by moving forward. I had a conversation with a client about this today, that just the process of moving forward is enough momentum to make someone feel better, even if it's not what everybody else is doing or what everybody else's cheese is or what their cheese was before. The whole process of seeking and looking for it is hands down, and you make the statement, always enough to get some value, because it's, again, still better than staying in fear and doing nothing. So there you go, remove my cheese. Great book. Huh. I don't mean, I'm not going to eat any cheese for a bit. I feel like I talked about cheese for 40 minutes of my life. I did. So, uh, and then went West Country with it as well. Thank you, Claire, for that cameo appearance from you. Made my day. <laughs> so enjoy your cheese or any other thing you do this evening to find happiness. Uh, so, by the way, how can you lure a bear out of a cave? Heather, how do you... <laughs> Lure a bear out of a cave? Question mark. Please give me the answer, because if I don't get the answer, and I'm gonna go in, because I've talked about luring a bear out of a cave. I'm fasting today, Heather. All this talk of cam and bear. Oh Jesus, cam <laughs> Should we do that? I can't. Oh my God, let's do it again. <laughs> How do you lure a bear out of a cave? Come on, bear! <laughs> Literally. Oh. I'm not doing my own heart off the screen like this going. Ah, da, 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 da. Hashtag brilliant. 
Where would I be without you, Heather? And this is why I'm still trying to get Heather on the line, because I think between the two of us, it would be brilliant. Problem is, my cameras are big enough to get us two metres apart inside of space, so, or outside, so <laughs> at some point, Heather, you and I need to actually fix the real life together and just do this stuff for 40 minutes. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Heather took the biscuit there, or the cheese biscuit. Well done, Heather. Round of applause, Heather. All right, on that note, have a lovely evening and uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye.